Well, welcome again to another podcast, down to earth, but heavenly minded. And I am your host, Irv Rich, and uh, we have been going through a study in the uh, in the book of First uh, Corinthians. And last time we got together, we were in in uh, chapter thirteen, which was the love chapter. So we're going to be in chapter fourteen today, and. Uh, we're on lesson number 18, and uh, there are 16 chapters, I believe, in the book of First Corinthians, so we uh, uh, still got a couple more to go after this one, and this one and uh, chapter 15 is a little longer chapter, so we may break it up, uh, but let's, uh, let's see where we end up. Uh, like I say, I try to keep my podcast somewhat short so we don't run too long in you, you're attention span is, uh, I don't want to lose you, put it that way. And we all want to learn. Uh, every one of us wants to learn. So, uh, I am going to, uh, just start a reading and, uh, let me, uh, let me do something a little different here. I'm going to go to my full screen here. I want you to kind of see my room behind me. I'm going to move aside here. Uh, I have a beautiful view and it's, uh, it's right on the Mississippi River. I look out my front window. I couldn't ask for any more. It's uh, just uh, uh, early in the morning right now. It's uh, The sun is up, though. It came up, and it was a beautiful sunrise, as usual. And uh, I always see it right over the river. And uh, I'm in, uh, by the way, uh, the National Eagle Center is in my hometown here. And... Uh, I have a lot of eagles on the river. Uh, I watch them. The other day I was sitting out in the yard and I watched an eagle swoop down and pick up a fish and, and fly off with it. Uh, probably took it for his breakfast or whatever it was. Might have been lunch. But, uh, yeah, I have uh, I have uh, quite a blessing here uh, living on the river. This is This was the perfect retirement place for me, and I bought this this house long time ago and I bought it for such a reasonable price because there used to be railroad tracks in front of me. There was a, a mill down the street and the trains had gone by. And, uh, so I bought this place really cheap. And, uh, right now the value of it, it has, uh, it's crazy the way it, what it's worth right now, but it's only, it's only material things that are, and it's all going to pass away eventually. And really, that's kind of what we talked about last week, that all things are just temporal and they're going to pass away. But let's get into the Word. And today we're in chapter 14. Uh, uh, it talks about prophecy and tongues. And uh, a lot of people have a problem with uh, the gift of tongues. And I, f I feel it was a kind of a foundational gift, but... Uh, I don't limit God to anything, uh, whether we speak in tongues today. And, 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 and this explains a little bit about what tongues really is. So it says here, uh, pursue love. That was from our last chapter. We have to pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. So we need to understand that we need the spiritual gifts, especially uh, that you prophesize. Now, prophecy it can be... Uh, uh, even expounding on the word uh, that's already been prophesied. 
And I am going to say, I know the Lord is going to return. And I could share a lot of prophecies from the Word of God. So prophecy is very important. For one who speaks in tongues speaks not uh, to men, but to God. And no one understands him. This is true. Nobody can understand tongues unless you were given the gift to interpret it. And it tells us that. Uh, Nobody can understand him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for for their upbuilding and their encouragement and their consolation. So that's the reason that we we speak to one another uh, the word of God. Okay, the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Oh, that's so important. So don't concentrate on all that tongue stuff. Just concentrate on building up the church. Okay, now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesize. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So it's important. We've got to have an interpreter. So if somebody's speaking in tongues and, and you don't have any idea what they're saying, uh, it's better to, to have the gift of prophecy. Oh, these allergies. I don't know if you have trouble with allergies, but I sure do. And... Uh, they're a nuisance, but uh, I learned to live with them. I've had them all my life, I guess. Okay, the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless one interprets, so that the church may be built up. Now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge of prophecy or teaching? So it's important that I bring you something that you can understand. So if I was just jabbering gibberish right now to you, uh, you wouldn't understand it. Why would we even listen to it? If every lifeless instrument, such as a flute or a harp, do not give distinct notes, will anyone know what is played? In other words, you wouldn't know what the song is if I just picked it up and blew a whole bunch of noise. Uh, and if a bugler gives uh, an uh, in addictive and a distinct uh, sound who will get ready for battle in other words you gotta have you gotta know what the what the trumpet's doing so with yourselves if your tongue uh, uh, let me start on so with yourselves if with your tongue, you utter speech that is not intelligible, how will anyone know what is said? For you will be speaking into the air. Uh, There are doubtless many different languages in the world, and none is without meaning. So these languages that uh, are all over, there's meaning behind it, so everybody understands them, that uh, speaks that language. But if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner uh, to the speaker, and the speaker a foreigner to me. So with yourself, since you are eager 
to uh, manifestations of the Spirit strive to uh, excellence in building up the church. That's the whole key to this thing here. It's All these gifts were given to edification, to edify the church, to build it up. Therefore, one who speaks in tongues should pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So in other words, I don't even know what, I, what it means. When I am doing, uh, to what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praises with my spirit, but I will sing, uh, sing with my mind also. So whatever comes out of our mouth has to be from our minds. We have to understand what we're doing. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in, uh, in the position of an outsider say amen if you're thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying? Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know about you. For you may be given thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in the church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in tongues. Well, Paul puts it the way it is. So, brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Um, be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. In the law it is written, by people of uh, strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners will I speak to the people, and even then they will not listen to me, said the Lord. The tongues are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers, uh, while prophecy is a sign not for unbelievers, but for believers. Did you get what this said? Let me, let me read it again. This is important. Thus, tongues are a sign for the believer. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, thus, tongues are a sign not for the believer, but for the unbeliever. While prophecy is a sign not for the believer, but for the, uh, or not for the unbeliever, but for the believer. Well, I really got that mixed up. But anyway, that's what it is. So, Tongues are not for the really for the church. It's for those outside the way it's saying here. And that prophecy is basically for the church. And all, uh, if therefore the whole church comes together and all speaks in tongue, an outsider or an unbeliever enters, will not say that you will, will not they say that you are out of your minds? It's true. You're all crazy. And uh, I think uh, before I was a Christian, uh, when I heard somebody that uh, spoke in tongues, <laughs> I thought they were nuts, first of all, because I didn't understand them. But if all prophesies and an unbeliever or an outsider enters, he is convinced by all. He is called to account by all. So if I can understand what people are saying and they're preaching the gospel, I can understand that I have to be accountable 
That's what it's saying. Okay, the secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so, falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. Wow. That's quite, that's quite a bit. Well, we have, maybe we can, maybe we can go through yet. I know it's, I got a few more minutes left. Let's just keep reading. In this portion of scripture, it's about orderly worship, and it really goes along with what we were just talking about. What then, brother? When you come together, each one of you has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. If any speak in tongues, let there be only one or two, at the most three, and each in turn, and let someone interpret. Okay, so this was a practice of the early church. But if there is no one to interpret, let each of them keep silent in the church and speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophesies speak and let the others weigh what they say. If the revelation is made to another sitting there, let the first be silent. Uh, for you can all prophesy one by one, so that all may learn and be encouraged. And the spirit of prophets, prophets are subject to prophets. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. So it's something that's done in orderly fashion, and it's done in a way that it is organized. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches. This is real important. Uh, and we have to obey, uh, uh, to, uh, obey what God says here. In all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission to the law, as the law says. If there is anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in the church. Well, there was a post on Facebook and uh, quite a discussion, and I got a lot of different views uh, from reading all the posts that were put on there. And uh, a lot of them were their own opinions. Let's live by the word of God, and let's go by what God says. Let's be obedient to him. And uh, it, the, the word is, is plain and simple. Even we who do not have a well-educated life can understand it, even the simple. Or was it from you that the word of God came? Or are you the only one it has reached? If anyone thinks that he is a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that the things that I am writing to you are a command of the Lord. Plain and simple, it's a command of the Lord, Paul says. If anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. So my brothers earnestly desire to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but all things should be done decent and in order. And that really goes right along with what we were talking about here. And I, I pretty well took up all my time and uh, I'm going to end my podcast here. And uh, let me just uh, 
end my podcast like I always do. We know that God is out here, and we can read it in our word. In fact, we just read now where we got a command from the Lord. In fact, we get a lot of commands from the Lord. We don't live by the Mosaic laws, uh, but the law should be written in our hearts. And But we have rules, and, and we have uh, commands in the Scripture from God himself in the New Testament how we should live and how we should uh, just uh, direct our lives uh, uh, the way God wants. So God is out here and he can be found in the Bible. Well, I let uh, the whole thing run this time and uh, you've seen how the clip ends. Well, I'm going to end my podcast here. Have a great day and Lord bless. Until next time, God bless. Bye now.